The Carpenter Rants. Hey everybody and welcome to TCR. Three nobodies talking about the masterworks of uh, horror cinema and we're those nobodies. I'm Caleb. I'm Dylan. I'm Kendall. And I'm back, you guys. Yeah. You know what? I'm I'm blue. I'm still shitting. I just read something up so I could shit and record at the same time. You um, cannot stop that girl from shooting. Can't, can't be done. You can't stop the shit. <laughs> stop pooping. It didn't work. It didn't work for me. Um yeah, Kendall's recording. The thing she set up is that she's recording from her toilet. So um if you hear some some echoey dukes, uh, you'll know. Echoey dukes. That's a next month theme <laughs> on TCR. <laughs> what are the best echoey dukes in horror? We're going to break it down it. for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. I, love, um, I really I love kind of not being able to see one another because you guys can't see when the light bulb goes off for me to note something as an out of context mm, show note. That's true. Well, I mean, I just gave that one away, but. And I don't have to wear pants. Nice. I never have to wear pants because it's, you guys never see my bottom half. What if, uh, what if a shit emergency comes bottom. up and you have to spring out of your chair? Oh, that's true. We'll hear it. <laughs> I haven't had a shit emergency in quite a little while. Thank you. Good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just good. Fans of TCR will know. Um, all right. Well, it's Pride Month here at TCR. <laughs> <laughs> what a transition. <laughs> um, Yes, it's uh, it is Pride Month, and we're celebrating all month long uh, by featuring uh, <laughs> by featuring uh, you know the films that have been made by or starring uh, uh, members of the LGBTQ community. Um, so far uh, this month, uh, we have talked um, Child's Play, the original, nineteen eighty eight. And uh, last week, uh, we also talked... What did we talk about last week? Talk about the craft. Oh, yeah, the craft. How could I forget? Um, oh, but it's craft. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we talked about craft mac and cheese last week. And uh, this week, Doug, um, we got a big one. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell the fine folks what we're digging into uh, on this week's episode? Well, sir, we kicking it back to 1987, and we are talking the legendary Hellraiser. Yeah, we're about to raise some hell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is a big one. And if you're like, that's not the series finale, what are they saving for the series finale? <laughs> well, like you're gonna be surprised. Um, Airball, yeah. finally. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> little known LGBTQ Pride hero, <laughs> Airbud. Oh, <laughs> uh, aren't you people uh, glad that we're talking about this stuff? <laughs> we're the people to bring it to you. 
Who's your favorite LGBTQ icon? Well, I'm going to go with Air Bud, Hank. Uh, <laughs> Hands down. Paul's down, I should say. <laughs> you know, people people didn't want to let him do what he wanted to do because he was different. And, and he showed that he showed that small town high school football or basketball. He taught them all how to football. live, laugh, and love. <laughs> oh, boy, this is off the rails entirely um <laughs> yeah sorry folks <laughs> um yes uh tonight we're talking hellraiser uh what a classic um I- i'm pretty excited to get into it this is uh this was a fun one to revisit kendall have you seen hellraiser before you know i i have to tell you guys i will not excited about hellraiser because i watched hellraiser for the first time about six months ago and mm. I hated it so much. I hated mm. Hellraiser so I much. Can see why. I can see how. But I'll go ahead. Spoiler. My tune has changed. Uh, oh, but she's back. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's interesting you say because I probably watched Hellraiser. Um, the last time I watched Hellraiser was probably two years ago. I think at least when I watched it and I was like, man, you know what? I don't remember this being so stupid. Um, and I did not enjoy it at all. And I thought I was just like, wow, okay. I thought this was a better movie, but maybe, maybe not. Um, but then when I rewatched it, I found it to be really great. So (laughs) I don't know what it is about. I don't know what it is about going back to Hellraiser, but um, there's something about the rewatch that makes it pays makes off. It yeah, I guess I'm not sure. Maybe I and the last time I saw it wasn't the first time I'd seen it, but it had just been a long time, and I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting, and I don't know why I was disappointed. But I'll I'll let you know that I wasn't disappointed uh, this week when I when I rewatched it for the show. Hey, cool. I'm glad we had similar experiences. Well, I'm glad we yeah, didn't care I for it. I mean, I'm not glad we didn't care for it the first the second time around. It's been all right. Second time around. All right, Doug. Well, uh, I think we're going to need some, uh, I think we're going to need to raise some fat deets. Uh, fat razor. <laughs> nope. Hell deets. <laughs> All right. Silly. Enough of the crap. Let's get it serious here. This came out September 10th, 1987. That's well, my mom's birthday. Um, September 10th? No, it's not at all. 1987. Mom's six months older than me. No, no, none of that was true. I don't even know why I said it. <laughs> Oh, her birthday's in April because her name's April. That's right. why her birthday's. In April. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> hey, fun fact: this has nothing to do with anything, but I have a cousin whose birthday is September 11th, and I guarantee you she hasn't had a happy birthday in years. Mm. Oh God! Anywho, directed really? and written by Clive Barker oh, with a budget. Of one million dollars, which is not true. It was even less than that. Ooh. I don't have the exact quote, but I have read multiple sources saying that um 
it was less than one million dollars, <laughs> and a return of fourteen point six million. Hey, that's uh, that's quite a return. And I don't know how in the hell they got all this done under a million dollars. Uh, yeah, just the effects alone. I mean, the effects alone. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a pretty impressive feat for me. Well, I guess. Okay, so I mean, you know, the bulk of the movie takes place in one location. That's the bulk of the movie. But, <laughs> but, um, you know the the uh, the just the makeup alone is crazy. Like, just those few scenes. The fucking effects that happen to Frank are fucking. Oh my insane. god, Frank! Frank is amazing. So I don't um, see how the spirit gum and liquid latex budget isn't at least a couple mil. A lot of stuff. <laughs> the um, the <laughs> over a million dollars on fucking fake blood and fake slime juice alone. <laughs> fake slime juice. Now they couldn't afford real slime juice. No. Um, Elise watched this with me, um, and she was like. Uh, whenever Pinhead showed up, she was just like, oh man, I thought Hellraiser was in this movie more. Was he Hell or is he Razor? <laughs> I mean, to her credit, I mean, I was no, just introduced to this movie six months ago and I a had a similar a way of thinking. Yeah, um, the Cenobites. Now, <laughs> that takes me to Taco Bell, brother. I don't know. Yeah. Don't... <laughs> <laughs> we have such sights Hell... to show Is you. Is Hellraiser the leader of the Cinestics? <laughs> <laughs> I just just pictured Pinhead in a Taco Bell drive through line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah, man. Uh, Makeup effects, uh, gore effects, um, it's pretty, pretty, imp- pretty impressive. I guess, I guess you have a cast of mostly directors and unknown people. You're in one location, so I guess that way you're free to spend your money on, on all the uh, makeup and prosthetics and fake blood and whatnot. Um. Okay, what is this movie about, Doug? <laughs> um, <laughs> there's well, there's... If, if if you want to know the big broad stroke about what this movie is about, yeah, is that um, your actions have consequences. So be That's careful true. what you wish for. That's true. And keep your creepy but... brother away from your daughter, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you got a creepy brother, also, you're gonna want him to stay away from your wife, your daughter, your whole your whole crew. But also, it's a love story. It is a love story. Um, forbidden love. <laughs> yeah, the forbidden love between woman and corpse. Frank. <laughs> oh man. Um. Excuse me. I'm doing this on my phone. I don't have a mute button, so if you guys hear me burp a little, I'm not. Yeah, sorry I was that. frantically searching for the mute button for the times that I need to shit a little. I have one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, I'm just gonna have to hear it. Well, yeah, we're just you're just gonna have a deal. This is it. This is it. Uh-huh. Um, I was trying to look on IMDb here and see what the what the log line for. Okay, here we go. This is the description, guys. This is the description of Hellraiser as per IMDb. A woman discovers the newly resurrected, partially formed body of her brother-in-law. She starts killing for him to revitalize his body so he can escape the demonic beings that are pursuing him after he escaped their sadistic underworld. Yep. Pretty good. Based on the, the novel. Yeah. Based on the novel, uh, also by Clyde Barker, uh, The Hellbound Heart. Mm-hmm. Now, this is his first movie that he directed. There had been other movies made from his short stories, but he was like, they're fucking garbage. So I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it right. Now, that's probably true. Um, But it reminds me of the trailer for um, Maximum Overdrive. I don't know if you remember that. With the Halloween 3 music? But it, yeah. <laughs> but it's footage of Stephen King, and he's like, "Hi, I'm Stephen King." <laughs> he coked out of his gourd. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey guys, you want to see a movie?" But what he says in the trailer is like, he's talking about people making movies out of his books, and he's like, "If you want to do something right, you got to do it yourself." And I'm just like, the people who've made your movies have been, you know, Brian De Palma, John Carpenter. Well, he notoriously like, hated The Shining. <laughs> yeah, Stanley Kubrick. So I just thought that was really interesting that, um, you know, Clive Barker made no such proclamations in his trailer. But I just love that Stephen King had some of the best filmmakers of all time making his movies. And he's like, you want to do it right? You got to do it yourself. I, now I just want I want to see a Clive Barker commercial. <laughs> shot like uh for a trailer for uh hellraiser shot like a uh local used cars lot <laughs> y'all want some hell raise i'll raise some hell come on down <laughs> we're raising hell we're raising cane we're ra- <laughs> you got it we'll raise it you want buckets of snot slime i got it out the ass let's go disappear that's a deep cut <laughs> Um, okay. Well, uh, we meet, uh, the, the movie opens up with, uh, Frank. Fucking Frank. Fucking Frank. And he's buying this satanic Rubik's cube. As you do. Yeah. Um, because here's the thing about Frank, like he, he need like his, I'm trying to figure out how I want to word this. His needs are so dark and twisted that, um, yeah, his sexual deviance isn't enough to satisfy his the darkness that's in his soul. And to feel something, brother. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I guess his journeys through pleasure uh, bring him uh, to the, the Middle East somewhere, or India, somewhere in the Far East. I'm not sure where. Um, and this little Rubik's Cube. And uh, so he sets up a he sets up a little, uh, you know, he's got some candles lit. <laughs> he's setting the mood. Um, and he activates this box and it summons these demons uh, called the Cenobites. 
Um, I don't know why they're called the Cenobites. Maybe this is discussed in one of the 9,000 sequels there are to this movie. Um, but I don't really sure mess around is. with those. Uh, so... Yeah, don't waste your time, people. They're, they're yeah. Good. Um, my opinion. <laughs> yeah, mine too. But, um, you know, they uh, they show up and uh, they've got this spinning... <laughs> um, this spinning block uh, with meat like nailed to it. <laughs> yep. Um, there's some chains that appear and, and tear through your flesh. Um, there's all sorts of. They uh, Pinhead mentions it later. Later, but um, you know, it's the it's what does he call it? It's like the blending between pleasure and pain, or something like that. Um, Mm-hmm. Basically, they're demons that torture you. They're not. See, the thing is, they're they're not really demons. They're like extra dimensional beings. Yeah, like, it's called Hellraiser, but they don't live in hell. Yeah, I don't. They live in some sort of dark, twisted pleasure realm where. But I they, guess you would go through quote-unquote hell when you call them yeah that's true um i guess so but this is like you know it seems pretty far-fetched but i mean there are stories you know what was the guy excuse me doug do you remember this guy who paid someone to eat him like while he was alive yeah the german dude he put that out on like their version of craigslist or, or something like that and he was like, look, I'll be straightforward. Um, I just want to uh, cook and eat you while you're still alive. And, you know, you sit and join me with, uh, and we'll have conversation and stuff while you slowly die. And someone answered the fucking ad. And he did it. And he ate them. And yeah. he went to jail. Man, you can find anything on, on Craigslist, Doug. I found a nice uh, dining room set. But you could also find and I found a cannibal. Yeah, you can find a man to eat you. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's Frank's whole deal. Um, he summoned these. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Keep on praying. He summons the demons. They torture him till he's just ripped to shreds. Um, and then I guess he's. I guess he's dead. I don't know what, you know. And then Technically, we jump. yeah, he is dead. Yeah. And then we jump to um, his family moving into his house. Well, it was their mother's house. His oh, brother okay. and his da- uh, daughter, his uh, sister-in-law and daughter move into their mother's old house. Which he was like, Frank was squatting in. That's, yeah, that's accurate. Like sister-in-law? Yeah. hmm So, I thought Larry and Julia were about to get married. No, they're married. The They are married. The wedding flash, the wedding scenes are flashbacks. Yeah, those are flashbacks. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah they had, that? yeah. <clears throat> Yes. Um, I mean, we can go ahead and we can go ahead and talk about it. Um, Julia had sex with Frank 
on their wedding day, on top on, of her wedding dress. On top of the wedding dress. <laughs> yeah. That's nine kinds of rent right there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so Julia, who is Larry's wife. Um, and by the way, Larry um, is a big goober. What a square, I mean, man. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't mean It's that... crazy, because Larry's played by the dude who was the bad guy in Dirty Harry, so it is a complete 180. That is that guy. It is that guy. And now he's like a bumbling idiot in this in this flick. Boy, he is a... He's a... He's a wiener. Um... <laughs> yep. Hell wiener. <laughs> he's an L7 weenie. Um... Yeah, he's, I don't know. There's a scene later. I mean, it's way later, but I can't, where he's watching boxing and he's like punching the air while he watches. No, oh, he's into it. And Julia's like embarrassed to be just sitting in the same room with him while he's doing that. Julia's, she's zoned out during that. She's like, I'm married to this fucking wiener. I'm going to corpse in the attic. <laughs> I watched a lot of boxing with my dad when I was a kid and um, we followed it for a long time and neither of us ever were like shadow boxing on the couch during the matches. <laughs> oh Different man. Stroke. That's true. Um, anyway, so yeah, we got, uh, we got Oscar Meyer and his family. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> they move into his mom's house. And Julia's all like not into it. But Frank's like or not Frank, but Larry's just like, come on, this is great. And she's clearly uncomfortable, unhappy, but you know, it's still nineteen eighty seven. Doesn't really matter what the lady wants to do. The mm-hmm. men are calling the shots. <clears throat> And also, I mean, she's not into him like from the jump. Like Frank's been, Frank's been torn apart by the Cenobites for I don't know how long. But I mean, I don't know if they ever saw each other again after the wedding. But you know, she's still. I guess she's still hung up on Frank. That was the one night of passion. Ooh, that one night, he made everything all right. And, uh... <laughs> oh, boy. Um, we also have Kirsty, um, who you know they just they go all they her name could have just been Christy. They they try really hard to say the name Kirsty a lot. <laughs> it just sounds like they're really trying hard. Um, yeah, so we have Kirsty. This is uh, this is Larry's daughter, but not Julia's daughter. Am I right about that? Yes. Okay. Um, and then we have this. Uh, Kirsty has this Fred Store boyfriend. Uh, this Fred Store John Cusack boyfriend. Um. <laughs> I don't know what this guy It kind of looks like her. It weirded me out a little bit. They look <laughs> a lot like That's funny. I'm always weirded out when couples look alike. Ugh. 
<laughs> Doug's downright disgusted by it. <laughs> it's like you guys aren't related, but you might be somewhere. I don't know. Something's wrong. I don't want us though to skip over these nudie pics that oh, Julia man. finds uh, in a ten in whatever <laughs> squatting bedroom that uh, Frank He's got. Had one set of those uh, <laughs> butter cookie tins full of titty pictures. <laughs> he sure does. He's got his. He's got his. He's got his Hank Aaron baseball cards in there, and his fucking and his nudie pics. Um, and who's taking these photos, by the way? Titty pics. Another topless woman. Yeah, I don't I know. Hope who, so. I don't know who the photographer is. I mean, they didn't get a great angle, so. Yeah, I don't think it's important. Hell, maybe it was Hellraiser. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. Maybe <laughs> it was Hellraiser. How do you get a camera? I mean, 87, you're probably looking through a viewfinder. Mm -hmm. how, how do you get a viewfinder to your eyeball with all this? Hey, since there's been cameras, there's been pictures of people fucking. That's true. Taking themselves. In some true. way, somehow, it, it's happened. They find Even hey, those old school Civil War cameras with the powder and shit. <laughs> they, got to do it. they got that to go into. Life, Life finds a way. Exactly. <laughs> After the sun goes down. Okay. All right. Um okay, so they move into the house. Uh, uh there's there's I don't I'm Go sorry. I don't, under, I don't understand the importance of the religious like um, stuff all about the house. I think that was put there by Frank to keep um, the Hellraisers from coming back. You're right. You're right. But, okay. Now, <laughs> but he summoned them and then they killed him. So was there a point where... He... Well, I'm sure that, you know, the guy gave the buyer beware speech. So before he actually got it going, he was all like, maybe they will come. These uh, these hell boogans will come and try to just rip me apart. I'm going to put all these Jesus statues up. That'll keep them. That'll keep me safe. But maybe they leave Jesus in their dimension. Okay. So my take was that they the Jesus statues belong to their mother. And Frank is such a perversion of this family that he was like you know, getting butt fucked by the Cenobites in full view of the Jesus statues as some sort of disrespectful. Oh. Um, <clears throat> uh, he did that purposely. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just blasphemous. Maybe it's just blasphemous uh, exhibitionism. Does that work? Like that. Maybe, maybe Clyde Barker's just like, this will look fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with that. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna put Jesus in this scene with this pin face yeah, butt fucker. I'm gonna put the statue here and they're gonna fuck in front of it. Oh and people are gonna be like, uh uh, you ain't supposed to do that. <laughs> exact quote. Yeah. Uh, okay. Some movers, some movers have showed up with a, a couch and. I don't know why Larry's having to help the movers. Like, that's what you paid them for. Yeah, you're paying them. 
<laughs> well, he's a goober. We've established this. <laughs> That's the exact definition of what he is. Like he's a fucking goober. <laughs> oh shit. So this goober um he's trying to help the the uh the movers get the couch up the stairs. And by the way, they're like scoping out his teenage daughter. Um which this happened what? in Pol- this happened in Poltergeist also, if you remember. That happens a lot in eighties yeah. movies. And why the fuck are they not saying anything to these people? I don't know. They're just it like, hey, well, hey keep your eyes on the fucking <laughs> moving truck. And if you do it again, I'm gonna bash your fucking skull in with a bat. Whoa, is that your teenage daughter? <laughs> like it's gross. Whoa, is that your wife getting moist upstairs thinking about your brother? <laughs> yeah. She is well, having she... a sexy dream. <laughs> she was. Like... Wife? I just heard her mumble something about fucking corpses. What? <laughs> Boy, she loves Danish cookies. I don't know why she's got that. <laughs> <laughs> she stole some of the pictures out of the thing. She was like, this is the sexiest one. <laughs> that's, that's my friend. I heard a poof noise upstairs. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, uh, <laughs> Dingus fucking scrapes his hand on a nail. I mean, he really gets in there. Ooh, they uh, were milking that scene. Oh my god, he really digs a nail. Will he? Won't he? Really? Won't he? Uh, Ten <laughs> minutes of that. <laughs> um, gashes into his hand, and then he stumbles upstairs and. To no surprise of the audience, he's one of these guys that's like, oh, God, I can't look at my own blood. And, uh... Fucking Gaber. Yeah, he's, like, all sweaty and freaking out. And he's bleeding all over the floor. That's a thirsty floor. That is a lot of blood from that (laughs) that cut. (laughs) Fucking hand cut off. Clive's like, what's the proper amount that comes out of a cut? A gallon? That'll work. Well, they'd spent all that budget on blood, so he's got to he's got to use it where he can. Yeah, so he bleeds on the floor. Uh, the as Kendall mentioned, the floor does drink the blood. Um, and then uh, Julia Julia's like, "Come on, you fucking idiot! Let's." Get <laughs> yeah, pretty much. She's just like, "Oh my fuck! Let's just go get it doctored up." Oh, you bitch! Let's go. Um, and then we see the floor drinking up the blood, and then uh, this fucking like uh, I don't even know what you call this scene the the reformation of Frank. Mm-hmm. I, that shit was really funny looking. I couldn't help but laugh when those legs just like plopped out of the floor. <laughs> Well, they shoot up and then they like That's go hilarious. down to the floor and then start pulling themselves out. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. Um, a little bit it was of blood. Beetlejuice shit. It was. A uh, little bit of blood brings Frank back, uh, but he's not whole, guys. He's uh, he's kind of a slimy monster. He's a oh. uh, he's a goopy daddy. We've, <laughs> we've seen we've seen <laughs> yeah, goopy, goopy daddies. Daddy. Oh man, man, this scene is awesome. This is yeah. It, the reformation of Frank is just uh A is the name of my first album. And 
<laughs> B is just phenomenal. The way that this corpse just builds itself back up and all these organs and limbs and bones just form and his his fucking brain stem comes out and then like <clears throat> connects to a brain that grew out of the floor. It's fucking gnarly. Yeah, it's awesome. It's I mean most of the budget went right here. And it's all Bob Keen. It's the same dude who did Candyman and shit. So he knows what the fuck he's doing. Oh shit. He I didn't realize for the that. Cheap, too. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize he also did Candyman. Mm-hmm. Two legends. Um yeah, so now Frank is back kind of. Um he's a goopy daddy, but um he's back. And um Oh, but he's bad. <laughs> um, let's see. We got that dinner party. <clears throat> oh yeah, the dinner party. This is where. Hey, let's is... invite the whitest people on the planet over to eat supper oh. with us. This is where Steve Cusack is doing that really sweet move where he like puts the cigarette in his mouth and then like pops cool, it back yeah. out. Yeah, he's. He's cool. We don't ever really get anything about this character, but like Kirsty's like into him for whatever reason. But he's just there. I don't get it, but you know um, what? To each their own. There's just one guy in the credits listed as Steve. I'm guessing that's him. <laughs> he looks like a Steve. He does. Um and uh Let's see. I guess it's not really a whole lot uh, to talk mm. about at this dinner party, but or this no. dinner. But after <clears throat> Kirsty and Steve go for a walk, and you see the first shot of that just guy that kind of just appears a few times, mm-hmm. like the oh yeah 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 that guy yeah the vagrant character which we yeah, had in, which we had in the craft also yeah but um the vagrant is uh an eremite what is that he is the guardian of the laminate configuration the puzzle box oh okay yeah that's why he's, he's not just around. a he's always around when that box is around or he uh-huh. knows who's been around the box did you did you just know that, or I don't remember that happening in the film? No, they don't point. They don't say that outright in the, oh, okay. in the film, but they I think they say it in the second one. They explain who he is and what he does. Gotcha. It's been a while since I've seen any of the sequels, but <clears throat> oh, Frank reveals himself to Julia. How does Julia end up back in the room? Was she looking for more? She left the party because it sucked balls, and was like, look. <laughs> I got diarrhea. I gotta go. Y'all have I got a tin like, of, oh, okay. I got a tin of titty pigs upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> I got dessert waiting for me upstairs. You know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> Danish style. I got a platter so, of goop waiting. Yeah. yeah. About to make a platter of goop too. Ew. <laughs> Gross. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Anywho, I just, I just she runs back it. up there because she just wants to hang out with Frank. And he's well, all like, don't look at me. 
Yeah, this is where like he he wasn't really known at that point. Uh-uh. This is where she discovers that burnt ass mm-hmm. skeleton. Yeah, and uh, and he looks like Alec Baldwin from Beetlejuice. <clears throat> he's like decayed. Absolutely, some Adam Maitland going on for oh, sure. This, this is where Frank's voice. like. This is where Frank's like. I'm Frank. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm Frank. I'm Frank. I'm Goopy, but I'm your Goopy daddy. And uh, <laughs> this is where you get all the flashbacks of them. Yeah, fucking on wedding day and all that stuff. Yeah, that's harsh, man. Oh, yeah, I guess she went. She went back up to that room because. Oh, he sure does. Multiple times. Why did she go back up to the room, Kendall? Because that's where she like had that full-on fantasy earlier. Oh yeah, she, she just well, kind of wanted to relive that, I guess. That's where Frank was staying, so she wanted to smell Frank's musk when she <laughs> when she yeah, looked at his titty. Yeah. <laughs> I like the flashback of Frank as the door opens and it's raining, and he's like, "I'm Frank. You want to fuck?" I mean, he doesn't say that, but basically. <laughs> I'm Frank and I like to fuck. <laughs> and it's just like, and then Frank's like, they, that fucking goober bled on the floor, and that's what brought me back to life. It was goober blood. It was goober blood the whole time. <laughs> and he's like, you're going to have to get more goober blood, which she does. Um, I wonder if that would have happened with anyone's blood, but. Since it was his brothers, maybe that's well, explained in the book. Maybe um, I forget this is a book. Um, well, there's also like, if you've read the book, carpenterrandspot at gmail dot com. Let us know. There's also like later, Kirsty is like, you know, Frank, and then the Cenobites were like, yeah, we know that goopy motherfucker. <laughs> And uh, she's like, well, he escaped. And they're like, that's not possible. So it's like, they don't even know about it. But it was just like, it's almost like, how would Frank know how to escape? It's like he had learned some sort of... I think it happened by of... accident. Yeah, I think so too. But Plus, I like... Well, I'll talk... we'll talk about when we get there. Okay. We're jumping all around. Yeah, we are. Um, all right, well, Frank's back and he gives Julia a task. He's like, hey, look, I'm going to grab... I'm going to grab you, but it's going to be goopy unless you kill more people. And then I can I can grow skin and stuff. Also, and have I you can seen put my goopy finger. <laughs> yeah, I'm missing a cookie <laughs> tin. I came back from the dead and my oh, cookie tin. tin. Yeah, my cookie tin's missing. Now I'm going to close my eyes. I don't have eyelids, but I'm going to close my eyes and the cookie tin can reappear and no questions will be asked. No questions asked. Just a goopy daddy asking for a cookie tin. Nothing to see here, folks. What is with people being okay with goopy people sticking their fingers in their mouths? Oh, God, it's so gross. Get out of here with that. It is so upsetting. There is no amount of longing for anyone that would allow me. <laughs> this is where the movie lost me. <laughs> oh, get your fucking goopy finger out of her mouth, you sick bastard. But she's all like... <laughs> Here's the thing: is that like Julia's like 
she's into it because she's she's remembering Frank. She's remembering her wedding day. And then she's looking at her fucking goober ass husband and she's like, man, if I can kill enough people to bring Frank back and then I've just got Frank again, this will be worth it. And that's kind of Frank. That's what Frank tells her. He's like, you got to kill some more people. I need their blood and then I can. I'll come back. Become some... whole. Yeah, that's what he thinks. Oh, what is this gross line? This come to daddy that he I, says all the He's just a fucking goopy daddy. Shut up. You know, I don't know. Frank's one of those douchebags you you know, you see with um with the fancy shades on and the fucking expensive suits thinking he can get any any woman anywhere, anytime. Just that's probably one of his lines that works on some. Well, some, I, I think trawler. it's safe. That's a fair assessment to call Frank a brute of the highest order. Uh, yeah. Hell, brute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brute razor. Sin <laughs> uh, <Send> a brute. <laughs> All right. Um, well, Julie's got her job, and um, and so she's going out to bars. She's meeting guys. Uh, she brings one back uh, to Frank's room. She's like, I got a cookie tin you're going to want to get a look at. <laughs> um, and then she smacks this guy in the head with a hammer. And then Frank comes like dragging his goopy, goopy ass out of the darkness. <laughs> now that hammer scene was cut drastically because it went on way longer and um, like it was more vicious. And she just fucking like turns his head into fucking pink mist with that fucking hammer. Oh yikes! It's already pretty brutal. Damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But then, I think the cut worked better. Yeah, I like it. Frank drags himself over to the body and he's like, don't look at me. <laughs> and I don't know why. I guess he has to suck this guy's dick to fucking get his blood out of him. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a straw, I guess. <laughs> um, and so now Frank is... More formed. He's still pretty goopy, though. And she starts, like, gaining power from this. Like, she, like, her mm-hmm. tune changes. Like, she gets all mysterious looking. Starts wearing her makeup different. She's more confident, too. Yeah, she, sure. gets, she gets more and more, quote-unquote, beautiful through this entire process as he <laughs> becomes more and more human. Also, there's some weird stuff going on with Kirsty too. Um, so she has what's, with this, what's this nightmare that she has with this like baby or the child crying in this bloody bed? I think that's just her intuition, just saying, you know, something fucked up. Did, about that. So, did maybe you know, stay on your toes? Did maybe her mother die during childbirth or something? I don't like that. Nothing has oh. ever said about her mother. Yeah, that don't... is that is uh, explained way more in the second one, I believe. 
But again, it's been a long time since I've seen that one. Uh, there's that, and then that weird, the vagrant dude comes into her pet store job and just eats a handful of crickets. Yes. Hey, hey, you gotta, sometimes you gotta eat. Now, you gotta eat, you gotta eat crickets. Yeah, now mm-hmm. crickets are keto friendly, so. Okay, mm-hmm. that's fair, that's fair. We're thinking, I'm thinking maybe he's on a, he's on a diet, low carb, crickets are low carb. Definitely would have been called Atkins back then. Just kick it on down the road. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, um, meanwhile, uh, what's her name? Julia is bringing uh, you know more men back to the house. We get kind of a series of, of Frank draining these men of whatever their blood. I'm guessing. Um, Can we establish that it has to be men? It doesn't have to be, but that's what they're. Well, you know, she's a woman, and that's how she, that's who she's luring. Wait, say that again. Y'all cut out. What has to be men? She's asking if it has to be men that Frank drains, and I'm guessing it doesn't have to be. But that's who that's who Julie is able to lure. Back. To I think house. she's just picking up whoever. Is easier to pick up. I don't think it has to be men. Men are pigs. Exactly. Because the men will definitely just drop what all they're doing and go home to um, do the deed. That's true. Um, well, <clears throat> um, Kirsty, let's see. Kirsty sees her bringing a man back to the house. Yeah. Yeah, and she's like, hey, you're you're married to my goober daddy. And Julia's like, well, I got... Wait, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Julia's like, well, I got my own goopy daddy. (laughs) (laughs) And here he is. (laughs) Um, And he's wearing clothes at one point. That was my favorite part. When Frank was like, you know what? I've got enough of me. I'm putting on clothes. (laughs) But he doesn't. You know what? There's something I need to point out. We skipped over it. I was going to let it go, but I got to bring it up. Yeah, please do. Larry, while a total fucking goober, I've established is also a fucking brute because Mm. there's that scene where Frank is like raging in the the room upstairs. Larry hears it. It's the scene where they're like watching the the boxing match or whatever, I guess. Um, Larry goes to investigate and, you know, um, Julia like puts him off by saying like, it was just thunder. I'm scared of thunder. Please comfort me. And there's this like going to be a sex scene and Frank like walks in the room when Larry's back is to the door and Julia is saying like, no, no, no to Frank, but Larry takes it as no, no, no to him. And he doesn't stop. And then he like flips out at Julia Mm. for leading him on. That's not cool guys. I just needed to say that. Also, True. no means no. 
Yeah, you can be a, you can be a goober and still be a brute. We've seen it time and again in different movies. <laughs> and you don't get show. to get angry if if somebody just doesn't want to continue <laughs> having goober sex. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even say it. <laughs> Cooper sex. <laughs> sorry. Look, it had to be goober, said. If you're a goober, there's other goobers out there that want to have goober sex with you, but if they don't want to, you just gotta Quit let them goober smooching and get on with your life. You gotta let them go. Maybe they want to fuck your brother on your wedding day. <laughs> Who knows? Goober sex. <laughs> um, he's also does this fucking, and I don't know if it was earlier or if it's now. I don't know. I can't. It's been it's been a couple weeks since I watched this, but um. When he she's just killed a guy and fucking Gomer Pyle comes home and he's like, "Golly, show <laughs> raise hell in here." He's like knocking, <laughs> he's like knocking on the bathroom door and he's like, "Do you want a cookie, little girl?" So it weird, is so weird. <laughs> it upsets me every time. Also, she's all like, I don't feel good. And he was like, oh, you want me to get anything? And she's all like, booze. Lots of booze. He's, he's like, like, right on it. Yeah, I'm on it. <laughs> and a turkey sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, we talked about Kirstie seeing Julia bringing someone in the house. She goes into the attic. Um and she sees Frank. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Uncle Frank. Come to Daddy. Yeah, come to Daddy. You've grown. You're beautiful. Ew. Gross. Yeah. No. Uncle Frank. Frank? Look, Frank. Frank's got issues. Okay. <laughs> got him. <laughs> Frank has got <laughs> an issue or two. Um, I don't know if incest is like the biggest problem that he's got um but, but it's even, one of them yeah but even if it's the smallest problem he's got that is an issue as well yeah <laughs> i think it's time to just put a bullet in frank and call it a day <laughs> this is not a person that we need back in the world i don't know why mm-hmm. julie is so desperate and here's the other thing now ladies Maybe the goober sex isn't good, but you don't have to go to like goopy demonic sex. There's there's an in between. Um, I, you can if you want. I'm just saying. Yeah, you don't have to. Think before you, you act. Look, I don't know Frank personally, but I you know just spent an hour and a half with him in this movie, and I'm like, <laughs> this guy's probably not the best sex in the world. Um, he doesn't even seem like the best person to hang out with. No, there's the other. What what Julia's got going on is that she likes things a little kinky, and the fucking goober that she married is probably not into it. So I'm like, you don't have to get a guy who escaped from some sort of torture pleasure demons to to feel that way. There's other people that are into weird shit. 
You don't have to get yourself a goopy daddy. Go to, go <laughs> to Craigslist. Yeah, go to Craigslist. <laughs> get your cannibal daddy. Yeah, there's all kinds of fucked up people, man. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to let the people know. <laughs> you don't have to. You got for, options. You don't yeah, have to settle for a options. goop or a goob. Um, you know, you can find your you can find your perfect match. Um, you don't have to be lonely at Farmers. I was about to say, is this a Farmers Only ad? <laughs> Are we sponsored by them? <laughs> You don't have to be droopy at Gooby's only guy. <laughs> oh boy. Gross. All right. Well, Kirsty, uh, she picks up the puzzle box, Frank puzzle box, and Frank's like, oh, put my fucking toy down, and then she throws it out the window. No. Um, yeah, and she's able to get she's able to get out of there, um, but she takes the box with her. Oh, heads up! Yeah, Fr- Frank is played by like three different people. You get human Frank, you get some dude in the goofy suit Frank, and then there's a guy that does his voice who is not either one of those two actors. Nice. So there's three Franks. Well, that's good. I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll a lot of make... freaking going on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Fantastic. Um. All right. Well. Oh, I see. Here, I'm looking at the cast. Oliver Smith as in his goopy daddy. It's in quotes. Skinless Frank slash Frank the Monster. <laughs> I think one of those would work. Yeah, <laughs> somebody's skinless. I'm pretty much thinking they're a monster. Um, well, um, Kirsty runs and then she like collapses, <laughs> she like passes out, and then she wakes up in the hospital. She launches that fucking puzzle box out that window. Very, yeah, very. You want uh, it? Go get it, you goofy piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she wakes up in the hospital and the doctor got a huge pocket in his jacket where he's keeping the, the puzzle box because he's like, you were holding on to this. <laughs> Lucky I wore my demon box pocket jacket. <laughs> <laughs> um, they leave her alone with the box and then, well, the guys, she... <laughs> That's an inside joke. No one does. <laughs> Does anybody remember the Taco Bell commercial from fucking 15 years ago? Um, it rocks. It rocks. <laughs> crunchy tomatoes. I'm so upset about it. That was, it was Charles Barkley, right? Yes. Yeah. Do you think that Charles? Do you think that Charles got that and he was just like, "No, come on, tomatoes ain't a word." No, he was probably just like, "Yeah, how much are you paying me?" Sure. Charles wrote it. He wrote How it. How different yeah. would this movie be if Charles Barkley played Pinhead? <laughs> you summoned us, <laughs> Crunchy Tomatoes. <laughs> um, okay. 
Kirsty opens the box, summons the demons. Big mistake. Mm-hmm. Man, that first thing that she encounters, very the thing. Oh, that weird, like... Yeah, that weird... Bubblegum? Scorpion running around? Yeah, that weird scorpion baby thing. Yeah, that mm-hmm. thing was weird. Um, and then... It's like the some sim- off a of doom. Yeah. Then the, uh, the Cenobites appear. So we see Pinhead. Um... We see the girl one first, right? And then Chatterer. <laughs> yes. Pinhead's always last. The on Wikipedia the there's the big one is called the Butterball Cinnabite, which I'm not Butterball, Chatterer, I Female, have, and Pinhead. I noted alternate names for these monsters because I didn't know what they were called. All right. I have flayed mouth. Mm-hmm. Fruit by the foot nipples. Oh, no. <laughs> Merman with butthole eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and vagina neck. Yeah. She gets a gash in her neck. Something fierce. These eyes. <laughs> they're buttholes. <laughs> wow. Man, when he took those glasses off later. <laughs> Said yeah. but <laughs> oh. What's with those fruit by the foot nipples, though? I don't hey, think those are someone likes some big nipples. I don't think I remember. I don't think I remember. I think it's just pieces of his chest ripped off. Yeah, it was like it's like when you pull a hangnail, but it's like both of his nipples, Mm, like an inch wide, Mm -mm. like for a foot long. Hangnail nipples. (laughs) (laughs) Hangnail nipples is the name of my band. Mm. (laughs) Hangnail nipples. Um. All right. Uh, the, the computer just started working, guys. <laughs> An hour into this. Um, all right. Well, um, she summons them, and uh, and Pinhead, you know, he's kind of telling her. Um, he says that they're explorers mm-hmm. from another dimension. Um. And I guess they're traveling through space and time. They they're looking for secret carnal pleasures or some something. something. However you worded it. Yeah. We uh, like to travel and get weird with it. You down? Demons to some, Doug. <laughs> angels to others. Like no, nah, but I got this uncle, this goopy uncle. You might like a piece of. You yeah, know him. This is what I was going to bring up earlier. Okay, but. Right away, she tells them that Frank has escaped. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, escaped them, and they could not give two shits about that. Yes. But then later on, Pinhead's like, "Wait, what?" Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, you don't escape from the Cenobites. Is that one of your rules? Well, we don't know, but well, uh, it depends on the day, I guess. Yeah. We're bored. Let's go get them. Um. So basically she's basically she's like bartering for her life by selling out her uncle. Um 
Because I guess she thinks that... Well, her her life is more valuable than that piece of shit. Well, no, I agree, but I guess she's like, maybe if I give, maybe if I tell them that someone escaped, they'll let me, they'll let me keep my skin or whatever. <laughs> um, and the Cenobites are like, yeah, okay. If you take us to Frank, maybe we'll let you go. Um, and, uh, this is where this is where Pinhead threatens to tear her soul apart um, if she lies to them. Did he say anything about a tin of cookies? <laughs> yeah, we're, we've been desperately seeking them. Um, all right, so uh, Kirsty heads back to the house. Oh yeah. Uh, Larry has come home at some point and Frank has killed him and stolen his skin. And so now yep. Frank He's Frank looks Larry like Larry. Yeah, he does. Um, goober suit. <laughs> he's got his goober suit on. <laughs> but it's like... but Okay, so Kirsty comes home and fine he looks like Larry I'm fine with it. but there's just like blood all around like the edge of his like I guess where the skin's connected like there's he's just, got a strawberry jelly headband on and I don't like it he <laughs> does, yeah he's got that smucker shit going on <laughs> there's blood all over him and Kirsty's like this is totally normal are you okay dad never better <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, he's just like, don't you worry about Frank. I killed him or whatever. Um, and, uh, the Cenobites show up again. They realize that, um, the body in the attic is not Frank. Um, but Kirsty hadn't, hadn't been clued into this yet. Um, and then play the old switcheroo with a goober. <laughs> no, that's not the old switcheroo. That's what's good for the goose is good for the gander. <laughs> um, so, uh, Frank, uh, pretty quickly, Frank reveals himself by saying his, uh, come to daddy line. Um, And uh, he, things happen real fast here at the end. Um, <clears throat> Kirsty realizes who Frank really is. She scratches his face all up. Mm-hmm. Um, then he stabs Julia. Doesn't feel bad about it. Um, he's going to stab Kirsty. Julia gets in the way and he's just like, sorry, baby. I got a cookie tin full of hose. And then uh, <laughs> just moves on with his life. Um, chases uh, Kirsty up into the attic. Um, and this then, is one of my like my favorite parts, like yeah. visually, in this movie when Kirsty's hiding and that whose dead body is that? 
I guess that's one of the guys that <clears throat> Julia brought home for Frank. Oh, I guess you're right. Just yeah. that bloated dead body falls out and just maggots spill out of his mouth. Yeah. That's a really that's a really good scare and it kind of comes out of nowhere and Elise fucking jumped 10 feet into the air when it happened. Oh, it looked so <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Oh, early, like earlier when Julia was bringing home people for Frank to, you know, uh eat, I guess, or consume their life force. Yeah. That one dude who tries to like escape and he's all like sticking out. He's like, "Help me." And he kind of looks like the Melton Man from RoboCop. Yeah. Yeah. So, man effects are great in this flick they really are um <clears throat> excuse me well um you know for now frank's flicks and then he's just like yeah i escaped the cinnabites and <laughs> too bad they suck and they'll never catch me yeah and then, <laughs> knock, knock, knock. yeah who is it this better not be hellraiser <laughs> <laughs> he's right behind me ain't he Oh, yeah. hell. Uh, Hellraiser. Hell. <laughs> Hellraiser shows up. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, they uh, they grab Frank with the chains, and they're just like, you know, the chains are like dug into his skin, and they're like pulling it, and it looks super fucked up. But he's still got to be a fucking creepy uncle. Licking his oh, chops at first. Oh god, he's Gross. like licking his fucking teeth. I had to get that creepy shit in. Fuck Frank. I know, I know. Um, yeah, it's not good. Um, and then uh, get your Jesus whipped, you know. Yeah, now this I, I don't like. What's the? I don't understand why he's. I mean, I see that used in a lot of like merch for. Hellraiser? Yeah. Um, um, the line placement is just weird. I understand <clears throat> like what he's going for. It's just the delivery was awkward and I think it was just ill-placed to me. Yeah, I just don't like it's such a... We talked he's, about he's comparing himself to like sacrificing himself and all that kind of shit. Uh, I guess you're right. I but, guess so. But uh, we talk- he's such a piece of shit. I'm just like, shut up. Go ahead and we- die. We talked about this with Child's Play, where I'm like, they don't need to say something before the thing. Like, mm-hmm. let's just, we don't need that, we don't need that one-liner to or at happen. least roll another take on that shit. Yes. Jesus wept. I'm like, what does that mean, Frank? Like, I don't, like, why are you saying that right here, right now? Like, is this, I don't know. I don't know. I, they could have just they could have just ripped him apart. I mean, it would have made more sense for him to say "come to daddy" again. Yeah, and come to daddy, and then they fucking head explodes. Like uh, I don't know. Really want to come to daddy, don't you? <laughs> 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 um. Well, the the Cenobites have. They've taken Frank back, but they still decide they're going to come after Kirsty. This leads to an awkward series of her like solving the puzzle box and like holding it up to the Cenobite that she's in front of, and then like solving another piece I of beat it. Your little game, Hellraiser. 
I'm just sitting here watching it. I'm like, why is she waiting for them to show? Just solve the thing. Just solve it. <laughs> Send them back. Don't wait for them to show up. And then, like, maybe you'll be fast enough. Just let's finish this puzzle. Um, oh, sorry, I heard something. Um, so finally, she she gets rid of all the she gets rid of all the Cenobites. Um, the house is like caving in on itself. Steve shows up. I'm guessing that was Steve. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a character here listed as Steve. I'm assuming it was that guy. Um, Steve shows up. He helps her escape. Uh. You know they take the they take the box and throw it into a fire somewhere. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know. so there was a really cute moment when um, he like he calls himself helping her. He try, he like she's solving the last of the the cube to get that chewed up bubble gum looking creature back to hell. I don't know. Yeah, um, and he reaches for the cube like she's actively trying to solve it, and she reaches. He reaches for it, and she like slaps his hand out of the way, like "No, bitch, I got this." Yes, I thought that was very cute. Um, women they, are smart now. Yeah, mm-hmm. women are smart now. This is well after women have been established as smart. About five years. Yeah. Um. Off, Steve. So, uh. They throw the the puzzle box into the fire, <clears throat> and the the that cricket muncher shows up. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something worse than it is. It really um, does. Let's not say that anymore. <laughs> cricket muncher shows up. Um, he he walks into the fire, gets the box. Turns into some sort of Hell, giant... turns into a devil pterodactyl and takes off with that box. Yeah, crazy. And then he flies away with it. He was the keeper of the box. He, now he's going to give it to someone else who may want to take a walk on the wild side. Yeah, and then the movie with it. The movie starts where the movie ends where it started with the man, like selling the guy it. selling the box to somebody else. Yeah, that's just that demon dude and. In uh, a different form, another form, yeah. yeah. And that's Hellraiser. Yep. <clears throat> um, yeah. you know, I like this movie a lot. This is a good movie. Yeah, I rather enjoyed it the second time around. Yeah, it's weird how like I watched it, you know, a while back, and I was just like, mm, I don't know, I don't remember what all the hype was about. This was kind of dumb. Um, but when I watched it this time, I really, I was into it the whole time. So I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe. I could see how off-putting it could be to a first-time viewer or maybe a second or third-time viewer. Because the story is a little confusing. It, the pacing's weird. Shit happens and it's unexplained. But it really isn't. You just have to pay attention. That's the key to this movie. Pay the fuck attention. Can't be fucking around on your phone or in your cookie tin or any of that shit. Yeah, put your, <laughs> you pay Look, put your cookie tin to the down. Man. Can't be having wet daydreams about your brother-in-law. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I learned my lesson. <laughs> 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 oh, 
I'll know who your brother-in-law is. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh. <clears throat> um, yeah, man, that's a, it's a good one. I'm glad we watched it. Now, I want to, I want to watch the sequel. It's been so long and the only good ones to me are one and two. After that, they get silly as hell. They're slapping fucking pinhead. He goes into space and he becomes a slasher and then he's in a video game and all kinds of dumb shit. Yeah, what what happened there? It's just like all franchises, man. They make money, so therefore we're going to... I think a lot of the Hellraiser movies are just scripts that were already written about something else and they threw Pinhead just... in them. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know, man. Did, uh, is... Claude Barker have anything to do with any of the sequels? I don't believe so. I, he may have worked on the second one a little bit. Uh, let me ask, look that up, actually. I thought you said, let me ask him. Let me ask <laughs> yeah. him. Hey. Hey, buddy. No, it was directed by Tony Randall. Like the Tony oh. Randall? From what? No, it can't be. No. All right. I was about to say. Well. <clears throat> yep, that's Hellraiser. Yep, that's Hellraiser. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad. And before it. you ask, what the hell does this have to do with the LGBT <laughs> community? Clive Barker is of that community. There you go. That's our connection. Thank you, Clive Barker. Yeah. For making a movie that's good Iconic. after the first time you watch it. After the sun goes down. Yes. <laughs> was, Kendall, was the sun up the first time you watched it? It was not. It mm. was not. <gasps> All right. Well, um, that was Hellraiser. Uh, let's tell the folks what we're watching uh, and discussing next week uh, as our Pride Month series rolls on. Well, we are going with um, Kendall's pick. Taking a little journey back to 2009 mm. to a little film that, when it came out, it made money, but everyone hated it. And now has reached cult classic status. Uh, we're talking about Jennifer's body. We sure are. Mm hmm. Yep, that is next week. Next week. Breaking it down. Um let's do a little um let's do a little horror horseshoe. Uh because we got a couple got a couple things um this week. Uh looks like Quiet Place 2 already coming out to Blu-ray in July. Okay. All right, that was fast. Yeah, well, I mean, it's supposed to come out in theater. Oh, they've had a long time to work on that. A year ago, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, I haven't had a chance to go see it yet, but um, it's, July. Have you read or seen any reviews? I have not seen anything about it. I also uh, have not been looking for it. So, so I haven't read anything in detail because I don't like to know too much or anything at all. But I mean, not uh, even any word around the horror stuff I follow. Uh, I word is anything about it. 
word is that it is uh pretty comparable to the first one. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's uh yeah, people people love it. Um but you know good. People people are enjoying uh, the Conjuring Three also, Doug, and I don't know uh, I don't know what to make. Man, about. I've heard nothing but shit about that. Yeah, here's the thing. I think um, that we've all been stuck at home for well over a year, and movies are coming out. And I think that people are just excited that movies are coming out again. Um, and so they're just like, yeah, that was a good time, but, um, that's a bad movie. Uh, <laughs> it's not a good movie at all. Um, I think you guys are just a little desperate for entertainment, maybe. Um, and maybe you like it. I'm not saying you can't like it, but I'm just saying I did not. And, uh, I don't have rose colored glasses on for whatever the first movie I'm that I saw in a theater again was so um yeah I don't know I don't know how to I don't know what I, I just don't know what's making people think that this is a good movie it's not but it's making money that's the that's the problem and the guy who directed it who also directed the curse of la yoria um He's already talking about what he might do with a fourth installment. And I'm just like, well, looks like. Uh, well, they, they, did you see the the thing where he was all like, oh, uh, the fucking <laughs> yes. curse or whatever isn't connected to uh, the uh, Conjuring series? Nah, bro. It's like, probably because it was awful. Nah, you. That movie came out. It was never advertised as part of the Conjuring universe. And it was established like somewhere within the movie, I guess, that it's connected somehow. So people were going to see it, and they were coming out of the movie, and they were just like, "Holy shit, this is a Conjuring movie!" We didn't. They had a couple know. of the same characters that appeared in like, like Conjuring Two or or in One, right, or some shit like that. I, I couldn't finish it. the fucking movie, so I couldn't tell you. It was awful. I've never seen it, but I just saw that people went to see it and came out of it, and they were like, "Holy shit, I didn't realize this was a Conjuring movie." Probably because it was terrible, and Warner Brothers was like, "We're not going to market it as part of." the conjuring franchise but now he's like oh yeah that, that wasn't a conjuring movie but it's too late bro we all know um but it doesn't matter because his actual conjuring movie which is not any good uh is making a lot of money and he's probably gonna end up making another one so mm-hmm. um i said uh foolishly last week that they broke the conjuring what i meant was um the the conjuring movies aren't going to be good anymore um, but they're not going to stop making them. They're just going to keep cranking them out. So I think broke was a good term. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, I was right. Yeah, I was, I was right in terms of like what made the movie good, but not in terms of like, they're just going to keep making them forever, no matter how bad they are. Um, and it happens, you can look at every franchise that's existed for, you know, 10 movies or whatever. Um, and you can see the point where they were just like, that one wasn't any good, but everyone still went to see it. And let's just keep making them. Um, and so that's that's happening with The Conjuring now, which hurts my feelings, but it shouldn't be surprising. Oh, well, um, whoops. How about, uh, 
how about Kevin Bacon being in this Toxic Avenger remake? Man, uh-huh. this 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 flick has got some names attached to it, and it's it's crazy. I mean, the Toxic Avenger is a cult classic, and mm-hmm. but I, it's crazy the names they have gotten. It's just like Kevin Bacon. It's uh, Peter Dinklage. Uh, yeah. Who else is tied to this shit? That's Let's I'm see. gonna look it up real. Yeah, I'm quick on the article right here. Let's see. Jacob Tremblay from the room. Um, who's making this movie? Macon Blair. Who? The dude from uh, Green Room. On board mm-hmm. to write and direct. Interesting. Oh, we knew this. We yeah, talked, we talked about, about this. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> interesting. Yeah, a lot of big names attached. Could be something. I mean, I don't know if anybody. I don't know if anybody younger than us really knows anything about the Toxic Avenger. I don't know. If it's oh a- man, those trauma movies make the rounds. They're they're infamous for reasons. It's interesting. I don't know. Um, yeah, have we'll you see. seen any trauma movies? I mean, I've seen the Toxic Avenger. I've seen because um, they're all pretty out there. Yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen a handful, not a ton. I mean, most of them aren't that great, but they're all fun. What's the one with the? I've seen I've seen Poultry Geist. <laughs> That's awful. That's awful. <laughs> yeah, Dennis and I watched Poultry Geist together. Uh, I've seen a few of them. I don't know. Is Troma a person, a genre? Troma is a, the, a company. Pro- production company. Yeah. They did the Toxic Avenger, Tromeo and Juliet. Um, uh, of course, I can't think of it now since I have to. Sergeant Kabuki Man. Um, fuck, what else have they done? They're, Sorry I mean, for my um, incompetence, but for any new listeners, all you new folks... I'm pretty new to this, so I'm sorry. I mean, they, they, there's hundreds of movies they've done. Uh, war, fucking, just all kinds of shit. Yeah, they're, uh, their whole thing is a... Do it like, for low budget, crank them they, out. Yeah, they make them for next to nothing, so... Well, um, sounds like they're going to spend some money on this Toxic Avenger, which I don't know, like, <laughs> do you need, I don't know. It's just like the Toxic Avenger works because it, it is what it is, but um, I don't know. We'll see. Oh, and uh, there's a bunch of trauma movies coming back to theaters here soon. Interesting. Well, why ain't we done a trauma series, y'all? I almost did one for my month, but I was like, I don't want to put them through that. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> but you hated what I did anyway, so. Well, let's put a pin in that because now I'm interested. Okay. It's something new to me. So, sorry, some seventy classic trauma movies inside baseball theaters and drive-ins. Bloodsucking freaks, uh, surf Nazis must die, Toxic, toxic Avenger, Tromeo and Juliet, War. And so much more. I guess it's for a 
Uh, God, class of Newcomb High. I forgot about that one. Mother's Day. Mm. All the Toxic Avenger movies. Um, what are they doing this for? Is it like a anniversary or some shit? It doesn't say. I'm literally reading off a website right now. So let's go, let's <laughs> go on. Um, Guess it, if it comes to you, folks. Toxic, Toxic Avenger is very fun. Yeah, it is. Um, the only other thing I see here is this new Predator movie is going straight to Hulu. Um, which is kind of a bummer to me. Yeah, I'll watch it. I mean, I love I love the Predator. One and two are great. Other ones are watchable. Yeah, I just anytime they like, anytime they put these things out directly to to stream, like I just end up not watching them because I'm just like, oh, there it is, and then I just yeah, don't. I can just watch it anytime I want. Yeah, and never just, watch it. Yeah, I feel like it gets lost a little bit. Um, all right, that's all the news I got right now. Well, um. um George Romero's lost film was released on Shutter. Mm. I have not watched it yet. I but, forgot uh, that that was it happening. It is out there week. to see. It's called the amusement park. Hit it up, folks. Um. All right. Any uh, rants recommends? Man, I got nothing. Y'all go ahead. Well, I got a few things. Um. <clears throat> Uh, so we'll start off with Inside. I know you watched it, Caleb. Yeah, I um, did. Uh, yeah, it's really great. Bo Burnham's uh, new Netflix special. It's oh, Netflix, right? I got to post yes. that the rants recommends for, for the last episode. I'll do that when we get off here. Why um, I said that on air, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Inside. Um, I watched a Disney Plus short called Out. Have you guys watched any? I've seen it advertised, haven't gotten to it yet. It's really good. It is. I bet it is. All those Pixar shorts are fucking phenomenal. And they are tear jerkers. Yes. Um, Out is no exception. Uh, it is great. And in line with uh, Pride for this month. So, yeah, check that out. Um, I also watched... Hang on real quick uh, while we're on the Pixar thing. Has anyone mm-hmm. seen um, the, the short Float? The Pixar short Float? Uh, was it last year? Uh, yeah. Or is it it's new? On Disney Plus I want to say, I th- I wanna say I've it seen it. It was supposed to come out with um, whatever that first thing that went straight to Disney Plus Onward was yes, onward. Is so it all it was, like it on like a beach. on like a beach? Like a is it all in like sand? Like a tide no, kind of thing? About uh this this father who has a kid that can fly but can't control his powers. Oh no, I haven't seen that. But, and how the father just craves for his his kid to be just normal. But it's all an allegory for raising a special needs kid, and I'm mm. I'm about to cry just talking about it right now because I, mm. I identify with that. I have a special needs daughter, and it is it's heavy. It's really good. What's it called again? Float. Float. 
Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Sorry to derail your your. No, you're good. Are, are, would Go you ahead. like to recommend float? Please, yes, I would definitely recommend that. Okay, that can happen. Uh, so yeah, some Disney Plus shorts. Um, also watched the second season of Feel Good, which is Mae Martin's uh, Netflix series. It's so good. I love it. I'm pretty sure I've recommended before. Uh, during the first season. Have you guys watched Feel Good at all? Mm -mm. It's really great. Um, I don't know what it is. Mae Martin, she is a comic. Um, I wouldn't, she's like really big, short, blonde hair. I don't know. She's very funny. I like her a lot. Anyway, Feel Good, it's great. <clears throat> I loved it. The second season as much as the first season. Um, and Last thing I'll recommend, I just today started The Stand on Paramount Plus, and wow. I know you love it, Caleb, right? You love it. Are you liked it? You recommended it at one point. Yeah, I recommended it in the beginning. Okay. Uh, I think I know what turned him, but I will not say it here because it may spoil something. Okay, well, I'm, I'm two episodes in, and I'm, I'm really liking it so far, and it's... Um, so timely and just weird how timely it is but um yeah the stand and that's the last thing i got cool yeah we can discuss the stand um once you finished it because i was i was pretty into it in the beginning also um all right i have nothing to recommend sweet okay. <laughs> Um, all right, uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Um, that was Hellraiser. Um, next week, uh, we're coming back with uh, Jennifer's Body. Doug, where can the fine folks find us? Well, if they want to hit us up, it's mm -hmm. Pod at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, Carpenterance Podcast. Search us, like us, follow us, all that good shit. Um, you can hear us on iTunes, Spotify, and thanks to Anchor, tons of other shit we've never heard mm -hmm. before. Fucking FarmersOnly.com. Yeah, we're there. <laughs> Subscribe, share that link. We'd greatly appreciate it. Leave us a good review if you feel so inclined. Do not leave us a bad review. We'd greatly appreciate that. We would. Um. I hope y'all didn't think I was going to let this end without some out-of-context show notes for this uh -oh, week. Uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just run through them. We got Echoey Dukes. <laughs> I can't ever just run through them. They always make me laugh as much as they did when I heard them the first time. Uh, <laughs> Hell Wiener. Uh <laughs> They get so much better. <laughs> You're married to my goober daddy. <laughs> A whole lot of freaking going on. I can't even say these. I can't even say them. <clears throat> two more. Got two more. We got hangnail nipples, and we got goober suit. 
What? Why is Goober just Goober suit? Why is Goober just such a funny word? Oh, it's just so good. <laughs> You're Goober. married to my Goober dad. <laughs> oh shit. Oh man, that's great. <laughs> That's all I got. My bucket's full. I need to go dump that. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah. Oh, man. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to TCR. (laughs) Oh, shit. We've been the nobodies. I'm Caleb. I'm Dylan. I'm Kendall. Keep on ranting. Thank you for listening to The Carpenter Rants. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podbean. And Spotify. TDR's great.